Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the God and Mental Health Podcast. I am super excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week. My name is Rosa Renee and uh, happy new year again to you all. Uh, I know that the last girl, I feel like I'm a spinning record at this point. The last year has been a little bit of a MIA season for me. And I feel like I'm just now getting comfortable um, in it, I will say. Back in, I think it was September, October, I did a couple episodes on the wilderness season. They're not too far back. So if you get an opportunity, um, take a chance to go listen to that. I want to spend my what's on my mind this week um, time to talk to you all a little bit about what the wilderness season has taught me even more. Um, Before we get into that, I want to just give a quick um, synopsis of what this episode will be about. So just quick 30 seconds, I want to just kind of tell you that this episode is going to be about the sweetness of being able to see the fruit after your season and really basking in the fact that you have endured something and now you're able to see the fruit of it. So before we get into the episode, I want to just take a quick second to hear from one of our sponsors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. So, this won't be a super long episode, hopefully, but I wanted to give you all just a little quick update on how I have been navigating through my wilderness season. So, I briefly kind of went through the gist of it um, on the episodes back in October. I will link those below for you so you can take um, a second just to hear about what my description of the wilderness season is. I was still heavily in it and still am in it. And I feel led to just kind of share a little bit about what I've experienced thus far. So it's the top of the year. Around the time uh, May last year was when I feel like the season started. Pretty much, I feel like it started in 2022, if I'm being honest, around February. So it's been kind of around an almost two-year process at this point. But I'm really grasping the gist of the season as I've been in it. And I feel like I'm out of the painful part of it. um, And now I'm in the, okay, discipline part of the season. I don't really, now, here, hear me out, y'all. Hear me out. I am not an expert on wildernesses. I'm just kind of sharing what my experience has been like uh, from just really kind of going through a very hard time last year. Last year was pretty tough. It, It broke a lot of things in me that I didn't really realize. I talked a lot about identity. And I just kind of shared for those of you who are in a wilderness season, potentially what it could look like. It's a very lonely time. You feel like God just has you out in the middle of nowhere. It looks very different from what you have experienced in maybe different seasons before. But it's a call to to be intimate with him. And ultimately, it's a call for you to sharpen your spiritual disciplines. It is the place where God will pull everything away and show you 
which you have been putting before him. It's an exposure of your idols. It is a time where you don't have access to a lot of things that you typically go to. So for one, for me was alcohol, which I didn't know was it wasn't, it was never an issue. God had kind of just told me stop, not drink pretty much last year. And told me I had a, you know, a date where I could, you know, start introducing alcohol back into my routine. Um, but I had found maybe a couple years ago, I was like, you know, pretty much having a drink here and there. But I know that if I was experiencing what I was experiencing last year, I probably would have drank more if I'm being honest and just being frank. Not to be like, quote unquote, you know, become an alcoholic, but you know, just using alcohol just to kind of be like, man, I am stressed out. I need a drink, you know, kind of thing. Um, I was a very much of a social drinker. And also I think it just was a way for me to deal with what was going on. So there were a couple convictions of things that he told me I couldn't do like for a long time, a period of time. I was not on social media. I'm still not currently on social media right now. I got back on for a period of time and I got off and it was a call to be intimate with him. And what this intimacy looks like, the pretty much the whole gist of the year was excruciatingly painful. Um, I think we don't really talk about the aspect of, and I want to kind of go into this uh, podcast with a scripture of um, in Matthew 4, 1. This was shortly after Jesus was baptized um, by John the Baptist. And Matthew 4, 1 says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And so what's interesting with that is the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. There are tons of stories in the Bible where God purposely leads people to wilderness seasons. When the children of Israel left um, Egypt, they were led into the wilderness to worship God. That was literally a lot of what God told Moses to tell Pharaoh was to let his people go into a wilderness. And I feel like the wilderness is a picture of this place where we are alone with God to learn a lot of different things. Now, the Bible doesn't go into full full on detail of what, you know, Jesus experience was like in the 40 days. But in my, my opinion, the wilderness season has taught me to really purge a lot of stuff that I thought was important. I have slowed down significantly in my life. Um, business-wise, I have let a lot of things go, girl. Um, things that just you're influenced by, by social media, that feels like just the sign of the times that you should just hop into. Things that were important to me before aren't as important now. One of my biggest goals this year is to really work on my health, my overall health. I had gained around 30 pounds in between, you know, having my kids. And I was talking to one of my friends one day and I told her, it's like, girl, this is how much I weigh. And I said, you know, she was like, well, how much do you want to weigh, you know, once you lose all your weight? And I told her and I said, you know what? I don't think I've been that size in 10 years, just 10 years of putting my body through things from different seasons of depression and stress and, you know, eating and poor workout, not like not having a workout routine, just so many things that used to be so important to me are not important anymore. And I'm taking inventory of those things. And so I feel like last year was 
that time where I had to expose myself to God a lot. I looked ugly. I was mean towards him. I was angry at him a lot because it felt like, why are you telling me to do and give up all these things for what purpose? Like, what's the actual result of giving up things that are important to me? Like, it doesn't make sense to me in the moment. Now, you know, kind of more deep into the season this year, and I was telling this to a friend, I'm seeing the fruit. And it's very strange when God begins to start opening your eyes to seeing the fruit. And I asked the Holy Spirit, you know, what were the actual uh, fruits of the Spirit that he had um, given me? Um, One was patience, uh, self-control. Um, and one was, I believe, I'm going to look it up really quick as I'm talking through this, but the self-control one has been wild to actually see because I'm a person that typically is very like, I won't say I'm impulsive. I'm not generally impulsive, but I am one of those type of people that be like, oh, I want that. I'm going to get it. Or, oh, I want to buy that. I'm going to grab it. To sit in something and be like, yeah, I'm not going to get it is so unlike me. I'm also somebody that is very much so a like, I got to get to where I got to get to very quickly is like, it it becomes a stressor almost like because I owned a business and y'all know, like with the business space now online, it's, it's, you know, it's, I won't even say it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think, you know, everyone has their, has their time to do that. And I think some people are just very successful at it. But for me, it was like a FOMO thing. It was like, if I don't do it right now, I'm going to miss out on, you know, all these things instead of going at the pace that God has given me. And so the other uh, fruit of the spirit was peace. And the peace I feel now, not feeling rushed to do stuff, not feeling pressed hard to do things, not feeling as though I'm missing out on anything Um, not feeling pressed about showing up um, in a way that, you know, is not authentic. I'll say being my true self for you all, especially as a um, podcaster and servant to share a message of something with so much depth, such as mental health and tying faith into it. I want to be myself. And so I have peace about that, but also peace in going at the pace that I'm supposed to go, not feeling rushed to do a bunch of things just because you can, but doing things and doing them well. And I'm saying this because I know a lot of you are in a wilderness time and you don't want to be in it. You don't enjoy it. You feel like God is punishing you. That's what I felt like pretty much for about a good six months. I was like, this is punishment. What have I done to deserve this? As I go into this more, I want to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. But I want to ask you the question, what is it that you're running from while you're in your wilderness season? And we'll be back in just a second. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Okay. So I asked that question because for me, I was running from failure. I was running from feeling as though I wasn't good enough. It took me a lot of time to reflect, to realize that I was really trying to manipulate myself and manipulate my season, my my wilderness season essentially to go by really fast because I felt like if I could just get out of this time, everything will be better. And what God was ultimately calling me to do was to get before him. And getting before him meant, which I'm learning now, a consistency of seeking. I was reading um, in, I don't remember where, where the scripture is. I think it's in Matthew, but it's talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. And what the Holy Spirit brought to my attention was that um, seek is a present tense, you know, word. It brought to my attention that seeking is continuous. No matter what time you are in your life, it's a continuous process to seek. And it what is it is it future tenses or I'm going to seek. Jesus didn't say you're going to seek the kingdom. Jesus didn't say you have sought the kingdom. He said seek first. And so it made me realize that no matter where I am in the present time, I'm always to be seeking God. Which means that I have to get into a rhythm and maybe what I'll do, I'll, I may be talk, I may talk about rhythms in one of these, you know, what's on my mind episodes of like how to create a rhythm for your life. Like what does rhythm look like in different transitions? Because here's the thing, y'all, and I'll lay it out to you. I'm a mom of two small kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm a wife. I work a job that's 40 hours a week. I am a therapist, which requires a lot of emotional um and mental effort. I uh, and I see about 30 clients a week. Um, if not more in my personal private practice, I see around four to five. Uh, so it's about 35 clients. Then I, of course, you know, I maintain a household or clean up all, you know, all the basic stuff that people got to do in their life, like laundry and all that kind of stuff. I work out three times a week. I make sure I try to get eight hours of sleep, um, spend time with God, maintain friendships, um, have a podcast. Uh, I'm doing a lot of other personal things I won't disclose um, offline. And so that sounds like just a lot. There is no way to do these things in rhythm without the Holy Spirit. I have gone to God a lot about my schedule. What does it look like? And it means putting down a lot of stuff. So like right now I'm not on social media because it would take so much of my time and my present mind away from what I'm doing because of that. Now, if social media is your job or something you're pursuing, by all means, absolutely go after it. But that's not presently what I can do right now. I've scaled back a lot with my podcast. I don't do an email list anymore. I don't have a bunch of um, offers or things that I sell right now, at least, because I'm just trying to figure out how to incorporate just posting consistently. And so finding the rhythm of intimate time with God means that there's a sacrifice of sorts. So typically my time with God is, you know, y'all, I'm waking up anywhere between 4 to 4.30 in the morning um, because I get my son up at 6.30. So that's when I have my workouts in. That's when I do some of my personal work. Um, and then when I spend time with God, it's not always the same every day. Typically, I'm spending time with God a lot of times right before I go to sleep. 
My morning times have switched to night where I'm spending time with him between eight to nine o'clock. And it's trying to get the rhythm of what it looks like. Some days it's two times a week. Some days it's four days a week. Some days it's every day. I'm trying to just get the rhythm. But the point is I'm seeking. I'm learning more so also in this season of a wilderness time that I may not always get that hour to pray like I want to. I may not get that deep-seated intimacy, intimate intimate time where I'm on my knees and I'm with the blanket over my head and I'm praying in my heavenly language. Like that doesn't always happen. But I'm 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 practicing this as a continuous practice. I'm I'm incorporating my spiritual practices of seeking. And so the call to be intimate with God, what I'm learning is is God delights in being intimate with me. The, the Bible talks about he made us for his good pleasure. I'm going to find um, the scripture. And it's so it, it just remind me, it reminded me that the Lord desires so much of us um, and he wants to be around us. He wants he wants to be near us. He wants to be um, with us. And if we don't give him the space and time, we're ignoring a lot of, or I want to say ignoring, um, but missing out on a lot of things that we could absolutely receive because we're not seeking. And so um, there, there's a scripture in the in Revelations, and I'm going to find it in the King James Version because I believe that's where it outlines what this says. Um, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They were created. So God created us for his pleasure to be with us. Um, He delights in being with us. He delights in spending time with us. It it actually, the way I see it is it makes him actually very happy when we are intimate with him. No matter when we include him into our day, when we include him into our time with him, he gets so happy. Um, I think about it with my kids, like it's joyous to me to see them come to me and say, mommy, I want to play. Now, sometimes I'll be like, I got too much going on, baby. I don't want to play right now. But the act of it in general, just go with me for a second. It's like, that's exciting as a parent to know your kids desire that of you. And so, you know, the fruit of this season has been great. And I will say it's been absolutely painful. The things I thought I was supposed to hold on to don't even matter anymore. But in the middle of it, it's so, it's so hard. Like there was the one thing, one of the, I'll, I'll disclose this, that one of the things God has really um, pressed on me about is financial stewardship and exposing to me the financial frivolous behavior I've had over the years that has caused, you know, a lot of debt. And I'm in the process of paying all of those things off, which that's going to take time. But one of the things he has shown me is this is where you have been because you were seeking out all of these things to fulfill you, to validate you, to tell you that, you know, this mattered. And also, also just surviving and not to say that some of those things weren't things I did in moves of faith, but also was I in being impulsive? 
was I moving too quickly? And this these this season has taught me the importance of stewardship. I don't think I would have gotten the lesson of financial stewardship had I not gone through that. So I don't look at it as a loss. I look at it more as God being kind enough to say, stop, pump the brakes. Let's look at this and letting me feel what it feels like to be in the pain of, I don't have it. I ain't got it. Lord, I can't do this. And also relying on him to be a miracle worker all the time versus me stewarding well. We're, we're always operating in a place of God can, God just going to provide. And it's like, but what are you doing with what you have? And so it became very clear to be very conscious financially, very aware of what's coming in and what's going out. I look at my budget every other day now, not even out of obsessiveness, but just stewardship. Like he has just really pressed on me the act of stewardship. Like if I'm giving you something to take care of, are you looking at it? Are you paying attention to it? Are you avoiding it? And for me, it was a lot of avoidance. And so I say all this to say because it was very hard. It was it was hard to sit in the moments where I'm like, God, I don't have it. Where are you at? Like, help me here. And he's like, I have given it to you. And I want you to understand what this feels like so you don't do it again as a parent, essentially. And so exposing myself to myself of, of lack of what it's supposed to mean. Um, another one is my body, but that's a whole nother story for another day. Uh, just having a couple of health things come up and just being mindful that, look, I'm in my thirties. I don't want stuff to start popping up in my forties and, you know, I'm not here for my children. Like those can be very real things. And so my, 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 my encouragement to you is if you are in a wilderness season, pull on whatever you need to. If it's a call to be intimate with God, get with a, a person, an accountability partner, an accountability partner throughout this entire season. And she was my go-to, literally. Like we were our each other's go-to. We talked almost every single day because it was just the season was very hard, but also it was my ability to sustain in that place with the Lord to see the fruit of it. And the beautiful part about this is when you walk through a wilderness and you sit through it with him, you get to reap the fruit and take it with you. You don't get to leave it behind. God allows you to take it with you. And so I think that's what I'm experiencing now is the peace and the pace of God and the willingness to have self-control say no to certain things, not be impulsive. And um, I just pray that it continues to, you know, show itself throughout the year. I hope you can, you know, notice the shift also in the podcast. I want to be a little bit more strategic with it. I want to um, have it be, have a grounding of a vision that I believe God has given me to make mental health um, with his name. You know, mental health is is his. I, I think that we take away that, you know, mental health is just this big overarching thing, which it is. And God is still above that. And so the vision of even, you know, the coming things of this podcast, I want to be very grounded and rooted in a spiritual, the spiritual practices of a believer, because ultimately we are human beings in a body that is wrapped in flesh with the spirit 
And how do we steward this part of ourselves as well as we live in the world? We live in the world, but we're not of it. It doesn't just because we're not of it doesn't mean we're not in it. And we still have to be mindful of that um, as we walk this walk. And God has given us some very specific things in scripture to know how to fight through our uh, mental health. And so I want that to be the scope of practice and the scope of what I share and model for you all throughout this year. So that's all on my mind this week, girl. Um, and guys, because I know that guys listen to this process. I'm going to stop saying sis as much as I used to. I love saying sis though, girl, because deep down I'm a little ratchet. <laughs> okay, but anyway. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, just kind of give you all a brief a, a brief look at what these, um, what's on my mind episodes will look like. Sometimes they'll be scripture based. Sometimes they'll be heavily focused on what's going on with me. But but overall, I want them to be very fruitful for um, your your just your walk. So that's all for this week of what's on my mind. I hope that you all enjoyed it. And I look forward to um, all the things you all will learn this year from this podcast and who you will get to experience. Because I have a lot of people coming up with episodes and interviews, and I'm very excited about it. So I look forward to talking to you all soon, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.